Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. How's Deshaun Watson feeling? I'm Joe Phelps. My buddy's Andy Baskin. Do you think he feels a little better after yesterday? No, they lost. I, I get that, but I, when you wake up today, the day after, like you should be mad tomorrow, yesterday. Sorry, you should be upset yesterday. You should want more than what happened yesterday. But I do think we saw some improvement from him yesterday, don't you? Compared to the week before? Andy, I, I love what I'm seeing out of him. Is he what he used to be? No. Is he on his way? Yeah. I mean, the, the first week I thought, boy, this isn't good. But there are some glimpses of of the old Deshaun Watson and what this could be. And yesterday I thought, boy, I'm seeing a lot of stuff of what this could be. Now the problem was the offense scored one touchdown. Th- that was the problem. And I, I wonder, okay, did Cincinnati sell out to you know, st- stop the running game because they knew Deshaun Watson wouldn't beat them? I don't think that's the case. If uh, Amari Cooper had been healthier yesterday, I wonder what that would have looked like. I don't know, but I think the guy is, I think he's on his way, Andy. And I don't, I, I hate saying this, man, I can't wait to see what this looks like next year. You know, because next year, I think this thing could look phenomenal offensively. I really do. Uh, yet another reason I don't want any changes with the coaching staff. Offensively, anyway. Yeah, I just I don't know what Deshaun Watson is yet. I do know he's better from week one to week two. I'll leave it at that, and then uh, we'll see what happens next. I'm not, I'm not, I'm. I saw improvement from week one to week two. That's yeah. what I need to see, and it's got to get better every week. And I think that you look about the return on investment for him and where he's at, and uh, we'll see. I, I'm very interested to see how the crowd reacts to him when he comes out on the field Saturday at four thirty. Are you? Yeah, I want to see how, what the crowd's like. I wonder I wonder what the crowd will be like. That's a good question. Steven is in Cleveland. He called 216-578-0092. Hi, Steven. Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, how are you doing, Steven? Doing good. I was just uh, piggybacking off what you had said. Uh, I, I, I think he did good, uh, better than he did the first week, Deshaun. I give him that. But, you know, and I'm hoping this game here, this is a big game coming up on Saturday. I believe I believe the crowd going to be, be wild just because this is how Cleveland is. You know, people criticizing them for whatever and all that stuff, but they're going to come out for them, and they're going to be pumped up. It's just all about what the Browns going to do. Are they going to score any touchdowns? Or is he going to get a nice drive? I would like to see him get a nice drive down the field, score at least two touchdowns. We got to get more to his chance. The Browns can't be hoping. Nobody going to give them nothing. They're the only team in the league that's doing what they're doing right now. I don't care what nobody else say. Another team playing like that. Even Detroit, they got a better record than us. You know, we gotta we gotta learn to step up. We gotta score more points. That's why a lot of people are mad at Stefanski 
because he's the head coach and we can't get it done. You still don't want to get a ball to Chubb because there's a player in there. You, and I ain't no disrespect to Hump. I love Hump too, but he gave the ball to him twice, I believe, or something. And, he, and that's when you give it to Chubb down there in the, well, two, you at the two-yard line. That's how we beat Tom Brady. Chubb's just the one that scored the winning touchdown for us. So you got to remember that he's the guy. And that's the whole thing with people that are mad at Stefanski because he don't make them right calls. And that's why some of them people want him out of here. I ain't saying I ain't want him out of here, but if people ain't producing, we got to get more points. The Browns got to score a point. It's not just the coach, just the players, too. They got to get that attitude, that Michael Jordan, Tom Brady attitude. People criticize Tom Brady for what he's doing now. It don't even matter. That man got seven rings, and he still can come back on you. But the Browns don't do that. And we got to try more trick plays, too. All right, you know Steven. Yeah, all right, have a go. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, Nick Chubbs had uh look, I, I want to see him get the ball more. You want to see him get the ball more, Andy? He's fourth in the NFL in carries. How many did he have yesterday? Again, it goes back to what we've talked about on and off all season. It's situational, you know? Mm-hmm. And there are times when you think, yeah, you need to give the ball to this guy here. Mm-hmm. He has 231 carries on the season. Did he, he get only, to 18 yesterday? He only trails Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, and Saquon Barkley. And he leads the NFL. Uh, I take that back. He's second in the NFL in rushing touchdowns. So and how we, many we, carries did he have? We know it. Okay. Well, yesterday they were down and they were throwing and everything. But I, I'll make an excuse there. But that's just throwing that out. I agree. Give him the ball more. But it wasn't working yesterday for some reason. 14 carries. Well, I think they keyed in on it. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. I mean, and we've seen that twice now this season. Where Buffalo, teams have, too. Yeah, they keyed in on what they needed to do. They said, let's stop Nick Chubb. And that's what they did. I say get to 18. And then if you lose, then I'll be like, okay, at least we, we gave it our best effort. You're not giving it your best effort if he doesn't see the ball 18 times. And how do I say that? Go look at their record when he carries it 18 times or more. Chuck is in Lindhurst. Hello, Chuck. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, Chuck, well, how are you? Yes. Okay. Listen, I, I had a little thing about uh, Kevin Safansky. It seems like he doesn't use his playmakers at the right time, you know, and um, it's just certain situations where they should be used that he don't use them, and it's just common thinking, you know. Even if you're not a coach, you know, somebody would say, hey, well, maybe, you know, uh, he should have used, uh, let's say, Odell, when he was here more, uh, Nick Chubb, you know, I mean, he's getting so many carries, uh, under 20, over 20, we win. I, I don't understand why he don't use them more because when you look at the attempts with the other rushers, they're way ahead of Nick Chubb, you know, and that's what you call using your playmakers, you know, and I won't be surprised if Nick Chubb, if this keeps going on, that he might start hollering, Hey, I want to be traded or something, you know? Well, but, but, but Chuck, did you just hear the numbers I gave? It, it situationally, I agree. There are times when I think Nick Chubb should carry the ball more. He is fourth yeah. in the NFL in rushing attempts, so it's not like yeah, they ignore did. the guy. But you know, you know, Jeff, he should be number one, really. You know what I mean? Well, Look at the attempts versus uh, Henry and uh, those other guys. Yeah, you know? but again, Chuck, here there is Kareem Hunt. Derrick Henry yeah. doesn't have that caliber of a backup behind him. True, true. So true, that's true. you know, I, I have a hard time and. and Chuck, I'm I'm with you. I, I would like to see him carry the ball more, but I have a hard yeah. time saying that he should carry the ball a heck of a lot more when he's already fourth in the NFL in carries. There are times in the game make him where... third. That's what I yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> make, make, yeah. Now, one, 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 one quick thing, guys. Yeah. Right quick. Mm-hmm. 
I, I hope this Deshaun Watson thing doesn't be like, you know, because I was looking at, the, I was analyzing this. I said, man, I remember when Muhammad Ali, he got stripped of his crown right quick. And uh, he was never the same. You know what I mean? When he came back after that four-year layoff, he was mm -hmm. never the same. He had to go through a different game, which he used a rope or two. But he was still good. But the thing was, he wasn't the fast Ali that was the old-time Ali. It might be the same way with Deshaun Watson. Two years, I mean, it's two years. I mean, he's two years older. He's been out of the league two years. And, I mean, things change. So, hopefully, he can get back. I, I don't think we'll see the 2020 Deshaun Watson. But we'll see a good Deshaun Watson. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. All right, Chuck. I, I'm willing to much. wait and see what happens. I'm waiting. I'm willing yeah, to say, let's see what he, if he, we can too. get back to 2020 Deshaun Watson. I know Donovan Peoples-Jones played really well yesterday. I thought he did a great job. And I like DPJ. And I like Amari Cooper. Um, Amari has shown more consistency this year than I think he has shown in his career. Man, I still want somebody else. Because how, how many teams, Andy, good teams, have just really won and I'll say two now. I think DPJ's there. I mean, most teams have three, four receivers who you think this guy can help us. Maybe David we Bell. Have be two and maybe, maybe David, David Bell, Bell becomes that guy. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he does. I mean, it's that's only being fair, I think. Mm -hmm. And you ready? Mm -hmm. Are you sitting? Yeah. Maybe Anthony Schwartz still becomes that guy. Maybe I should stand. <sighs> Although he oddly ended up on the. I just don't know how do you end up on the IR for a concussion. Yeah. Like, you don't. Know, every concussion is different. Do they know this is a four-week concussion? Like that's I not. I don't. Know. That doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. Something yeah. seems odd. I would agree. Joe is in East Lake. Hello, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hello. Hey, yeah, how Joe. are you? Speak. Good. Good. Um, I've called up the show a couple times. I'm not a huge uh, Stefanski fan. Um, you brought up a good point, Jeff. One of the best-run organizations in the NFL, I think, for the last five years, you have to agree with me, is Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And the coach, Andy Reid, you just mentioned, he says he brings out the best in his players, an incredible, incredible coach. And one uh, assistant coach's name that's been thrown out, and he hasn't gotten a, a gig who I would love to see in Cleveland because he's learned under Andy Reid is Eric Bieniemy. Your thoughts on that? Thanks, guys. All right, Joe. Thank you. Oddly enough, ask some former players about Eric Bieniemy, and you'll hear some not so flattering things. Remember, Lashawn McCoy was one of those guys who said some not very flattering things. I, I don't know. I don't know why he's not a head coach. I would have said I, I think a million why. times over. I, I would have thought that he would have been. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, there's got to be some stuff going on behind the scenes or personal stuff that isn't that we just don't know or don't talk about. I, I don't know why Eric Bannemi is not a head coach right now. Because there was a while there when I was like, how is he not? How is he not getting interviews? How is he not landing you know, the job? Or is he just I, – I don't know. You see reports out there that it's a – that he has had some issues dealing with some of his players. Maybe yeah, that's, maybe that's it. Well, you're right, but LaShawn McCoy is the one guy that came out. There's a there's yeah. a story in the New York Post talking about Dave's in Cleveland. Detailed the whole thing. Yeah. David. Hey, hey, good afternoon, guys. And to you. Hey, Jeff. Uh, you made a comment. There's a guy who said he uh, called a little bit ago before the break uh, in regards to you know I just don't he wants an Andy Reid type or veteran coach. Uh, and I totally agree with them. I think that uh, we probably, I, I don't know for sure, but I know the list is quite long. Um, how many coaches have the Browns had since our return in 99? I know it's not as many as how many starting quarterbacks we have. But, <laughs> no, that's true. 
I do believe uh, that uh, we need a veteran um, head coach. Uh, Stefanski, I, I mean, I kind of like him uh, a little bit, but uh, he's, he's not a good head coach for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I do recall when Mike Holgroom came back, came in as our GM, and I thought that would be the year. This guy has been around for a long time, old school. He's going to bring in a, a, a veteran head coach, and I know he didn't. And I really think that's what the Browns need. And I'm not talking about if once you guys possibly, if you even care, to look up how many coaches we have had. And it's, how 12. Many were brand it's 12 new. if you want to count the, um, the interim guys. All right, so we've had 12. And how many of them were veterans? Mangini. Mangini. And, and how long was, was Romeo he as a Cleveland Brown? Uh, Mangini was here nine and 10. Okay, so two years. I'm thinking of I mean, Butch, I, did you want to count Butch as a no. college? Dave, no, you want to no. hear, hear somebody? Uh, Chris Palmer. You want to hear somebody's head explode? L- listen carefully. This will be Menigan's head. I don't know if anybody remembers other than me. Menigan probably does. When the Browns were looking for a head coach and they ended up hiring Kevin Stefanski, I kept mentioning the name Mike McCarthy. And Menigan, Menigan would just scream at me. See, this is what I'm talking about right here. That's, Amen. Thank you. God bless you guys. Mike McCarthy, let's go. Well, but he's not available now. Why, Dave? Because he's having success in Dallas. Do I get Kellen Moore? They're doing Do I get well. Dak Prescott? They're doing – there he is, bashing a guy. Do I get Kellen Moore or do I get Dak Prescott? Bashing a guy because he has a good offensive coordinator and a quarterback. What does Mike McCarthy do? He's it's the, the same question we were asking about Jason the, Garrett. He's the veteran head coach who who oversees the ship, which is what a lot of people think we need here. He stands there and looks like the Michelin man. Kevin Stefanski well, 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 coming hey, up. One second. I just, this is a rule of the show. Just real quick, if you are playing the Baskin and Phelps drinking game, we've had a Chubbs – and a what was, homegrown, homegrown. Okay, just if you're playing, you can mark those. Stefanski coming up in about 15 minutes. You'll hear him here on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Eight minutes. You will hear it right here on 92.3 The Fan. Back, Stand by. Let me redo my math. Six and a half minutes. Six and a half minutes. That's a lot like eight. Six and a half minutes, Stefanski speaking. I, I do want to ask, I, I hope somebody there, you know, Andy, you and I are here. We don't get to go to these press conferences. I would like to, I would like to hear the rationale again. And I know we said we thought we were going to need touchdowns. You want to score touchdowns. Like, you drafted a field goal kicker. He's not bad. I like him. You're playing the defending AFC Super Bowl team that's been on a run and is scoring a lot of points. They're seventh, 26 points a game. Okay, you need touchdowns. But what you really need are points. Touchdowns give you more points, but field goals also give you points. Put the points on the board and go get back there again and score again. Dan, is this math? Quit calling for drops. I'm not calling for drops. Yes, you are. I'm not really. You don't need to do that. Is this math? No. Is it? You're done, Baskin. You've been played off. You're playing me off. Pick up your lovely parting gift right over there. As being a contestant on Baskin and Phelps, Andy picks up. Absolutely nothing. Enjoy your free trip to nowhere. Fine bouquet of roses. You too can get roses. How about a glass of water and free breadsticks at your favorite Italian restaurant? Put up the points, man. I'm tired of getting cute. And and if you didn't want to, you want to go for it on fourth down, great. Give it, give it to your absolute beast of a running back and let him. And if they if they stop him, fine. How about your two hundred thirty million dollar man? Well, put him on the field. Why why take him off? I, look, I don't. I. Don't have anything but respect for Jacoby Brissett. We had people call the postgame show yesterday, Andy. Back-to-back ladies we took. They were fired up. Really? They wanted Jacoby. And I, I, I had to stop one of them, and I said, because she said, Jacoby would have won that game and blah, blah, blah. I said, it's not all on him. You know they were 4-7 and seven when Jacoby Brissett was the starting quarterback. I was just curious. After, and the other guy is getting $230 million and you gave up three first-round picks for him. And I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. The Browns scored a touchdown, David Njoku's touchdown. And then in two plays, Cincinnati went 60 yards. Was that the time we needed the defense to step up? Might Didn't have been. it feel that way? Might have been. Anybody with me on that? Raise your hand. You Might with me? Been. Honk your horn if you're driving around North. Kevin Stefanski oh, coming up in uh, I just heard three minutes and 40 seconds. Alvis coming up right now. Alvis. Uh, yes, how you doing? Thanks for having me, guys. Thank yes, you for sir. calling. Uh, I just want to say, man, I'm, I'm not going to say fire Stefanski, but he does need to give up the play calling. Simple. Well, but but, but Alvis, why? Because the why? offense is actually statistically doing just fine. I mean, I'll give you a reason. They're doing just fine. They're doing just fine on paper, but in the live game setting, they're not. They can't even go down there and score. He's not. He tried to get cute and do the little trick play with Jacoby, like you guys said. They should have just left Nick Chubb in or your two hundred thirty million dollar quarterback, which he he does not. He can run and scramble for a yard. I'm quite sure he can. And then, as far as the defense is 
the defense just needs work. It just, it just needs work, period. You know, it seems like them guys are laying down, they're missing tackles. It's just, I just say that Stefanski needs to give up the play calling. Thank you. And All again, right, if he gives up the play calling, the illusion of him wanting to be more in charge of everything that's happening on game day appears. It's like an optical illusion. And guess what? It works. You with me on that? Um, kind of. All you got to do is step out and say, I'm, I'm very concerned about what's going on with our defense and our special teams. And so while I love calling plays, I do think I need to take a broader picture of what's going on with my team on game days. Yeah, but the play calling's working. Okay, uh, when, so if it's when, working, then... When Kevin steps in, his press conference is brought to us by Nissan of North Olmsted and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at BigNissan.com. But I will also tell you that Joe Woods and Kevin Stefanski can't make a tackle. Going on, Mike Prefer can't either. Those guys can't tackle, but... Nor can they be penalized. Really? No, but I do think penalties. I, I also think that part, you know, obviously a legal man downfield or the holding is still the transition of trying to switch over to a different quarterback. That will come with time. I, I can live with I, Not that I want those to happen, but being second and 23, third and 23, that's not exactly a good place to be. Jermaine's in Solon. Hello, Jermaine. If Kevin steps in, Jermaine, we'll put you back on hold, and then you can make the call. That's cool. That's cool. I agree with you on the defense. Also, I think we need to utilize the center of the field. We have other tight ends that we need to utilize. Now, Joku can't do it by himself. Well, we do see the tight ends make it happen for us. Uh, we're not utilizing all the tight ends that we have, and, yes, our defense needs to step up. I want to hear the def- defensive coordinator have an interview instead of Stefanski and be accountable. Thanks, guys. All right, Jermaine. Thank that you. happens on Thursdays, doesn't it? Usually on Thursdays. Yeah. I think it's on Wednesday this week because the Browns are playing on Saturday. By the way, make sure you don't forget that. Pre-game show wouldn't be the same without you. Thank you. Well, Tyvis doesn't want to lead the show. Tyvis doesn't care. We had a good time yesterday. It was a good show. You know, it's fun Tyvis to go into fun. a game. It's fun to go into a game and be optimistic. Like we were optimistic. All, all of us were optimistic yesterday about what we were about huh? to see. And yeah, I was pumped to see it. You know, the guys that were in Cincinnati yesterday were just saying, "Man, this has a playoff atmosphere. This is going to be fun." Bengals fans are actually tailgating before a game. I think they're starting to get it. I mean, they've only been around since what? 1970. 1970. Yeah. 69. When was it? Is it 70? I thought it was 70. I think you're right. Same as the Cavs, right? Okay, let's go with that. Yep. Uh, Kevin is stepping in momentarily. Jim is in Cleveland. Jim. Yeah, um, you guys seem like you're like undying supporters of Stefanski, and I don't get it. I mean. Uh, undying. I mean, like you, he's on life support. I'm looking at him. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Well, I, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, look at what he, you bring Brissett in, who's cold, coming off the bench. And he's going to go out and throw a touchdown pass on fourth and one. See, Kevin thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, but he doesn't understand he's the only guy in the room. And that's why he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He doesn't believe that we're a run-first team. You're not giving enough. Man, it's just so obvious. I I just can't believe, oh, you know, well, maybe, we know, the defense should have played better. I mean, oh, my God. They should have played better. You got to keep right. Well, yeah, well, that's just another part. Yeah. But I'm talking about Stefanski. I mean, Chubb historically has a great fourth quarter. Why? Because the offense, because the defense is worn down, and they 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 give the ball to Chubb. He goes first down. He gets two yards. Oh my God! He panics. Oh, we got to throw the ball. It's it's ludicrous the way he calls 
Hey, Jim, got to toss you on hold. We now go live to Berea for Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. Information on that foot injury, so I'll update you guys later in the week. Uh, Omari uh, is dealing with that hip injury. He's uh, he's day-to-day uh, working through it, um, battled yesterday. Um, yesterday, like we talked about after the game, very disappointing, uh, obviously, to go down there and not come away with a victory. You, you put a lot of effort into this thing. Um, and, and the guys played hard, but we just it wasn't good enough uh, yesterday. And that's frustrating. Um, but we know this. We know we play Saturday in front of our crowd, uh, division opponent. Um, so that's really where our focus has to go. It really has to turn quickly. Um, so that's what we're doing. With that, I'll take any questions. Thanks, Coach. The first question will be from Tom Withers. Thanks, Rob. Hey, thanks, Kevin. As far as JOK, does it look like it's going to be a couple of weeks? Do you have any idea of the extent of the injury? Yeah, still waiting final confirmation, Tom. So I just want to wait till I get that before I say. I respect that. In terms of Deshaun yesterday, um, what did you, what improvements did you like most? Where did he make the biggest strides yesterday? Yeah, I, I thought he definitely made strides. I, th- I think that's part of like we've talked about, you know, being away and then having that first game, getting that one out of the way. And then the second one, I, I did think you saw some improvements in decisions and improvements in uh, technique, footwork, all those type of things. Uh, just making sure that all those game reps, uh, he keeps adding on to what, what he's doing. Thank you, Tom. Scott Patrick has our next question. Hey, Kevin, with Deshaun, um, the TV broadcast showed a couple of plays where he looked like he had guys open over the middle in the first half and either didn't see him or didn't throw it. Is that just some, is that just part of him getting more comfortable on the field and in your system? Yeah. And you know, you're going to miss throws. You're going to miss a couple reads. That's every quarterback uh, that's going to happen too. But I think, yeah, getting more comfortable and then just playing on time. I think that's so much of, of this game is, is playing on time, listening to your feet. Uh, and, and he did that a few times and it was uh, very, very well done yesterday. And we talked about the fourth and one a little bit after the game, but is it just, you like the threat of the quarterback sneak with Jacoby? Is that kind of the basis for that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the basis of it. There's, there's things that we can do um, that he's been good at in short yardage that, that, you know, we feel like that gives us an advantage, obviously, you know, frustrated in, in the result there and, and always looking at what I, what we can do better, what I can do better. Um, but that is obviously the idea behind it. Thank you, Scott. Mary Kay Cabot will have our next question. Uh, yeah, Kevin, just, uh, you know, in reading everything today and listening to everything, uh, you know, people seem to want to run you out of town today for uh, what happened on the fourth and one and some other things that, uh, that went on in the game. So I always ask this to Joe Woods whenever people are coming after him. Um, you know, just are you aware of that? How do you feel about it? And how what might you say about the job that that you're doing and did yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I think all of that goes with the territory, Mary Kay. Uh, as you can imagine, I kind of keep the focus on what I can control, uh, what's going on in our building, those type of things. So um, always looking for ways to improve, always looking for ways to put our guys in position to succeed. That, that's what I have to do. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Mary Kay. Jeff Shadell, go ahead. Hey, Kevin, I've asked you about this before, but uh, yesterday the, the Bengals really did a good job of bottling up your running game. And so what did, what kind of consistent problems have you seen when, when that hasn't worked in several games now this season? Yeah, I think there's a, it's always a combination of things, Jeff. Uh, 
I think first, like I told you guys yesterday, you got to give them credit. They, they did a nice job. Uh, they won a few of their one-on-one matchups yesterday. Uh, that's a historically a front and a, and a scheme that we've had some success in the run game uh, with utilizing some of those schemes. It, it didn't happen yesterday. Uh, so we've got to make sure that we, we look at it and, and things that we'll do differently the next time. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Tony Gross, you're up. Hey, Kevin, uh, according to today's uh, NFL stats, the Browns are 18 of 33 on fourth down conversions. 33 is the most in the league, the attempts. Um, so wh- why is the organization so gung-ho on fourth down uh, plays? Yeah, I think for, for me, Tony, it's just trying to put our guys in position to make a play, stay on the field, convert you know, potential threes into sevens. Uh, it's it's a philosophy that I believe in. You know, we're going to try to be aggressive. And, and I think our, our players understand that we're, we're trying to be smart while being aggressive. Okay, so do, do you consider those turnover on downs to be turnovers? That's 15 turnovers there. Yeah. And, and you know, I think you can look at it in either way, Tony. And I think it's a fair question, but what you're also looking at opportunities for points in, in those situations. Let's go to Matt Fontana. Yeah, Kevin, I know Jeff kind of asked you about the run game, but the offensive line just in general, it seemed to be a strength. It doesn't seem to be that right now. Just what are some of the issues if the offensive line is having issues in your opinion? Yeah, you know, I think any issues are are issues that we're having together. It's as, you know, if we're, it's always never one position. So uh, can we play better? Yes, we can. Uh, but we got to make sure that we give our guys an opportunity to go play fast and, and we'll make sure we, we look at those things uh, today. And then obviously with game two with Deshaun, did you see a big jump in his play? I mean, obviously the stat lines were better. didn't see as many Aaron throws. Did you see the jump that maybe you guys were hoping for from game one to game two? Yeah, I, I, I don't know about jump. I just progression, you know, I, I want, and he wants to continue to get better with, with more game reps. And, and I think you saw, uh, at times, he was really comfortable and, and was playing on time and, and let it rip and, and did a really nice job. So uh, looking to build on that. Thanks, Matt. Daryl Ryder, you're next. Yeah, Coach, I wanted to ask you about all the penalties you got yesterday, especially there in the in the first half. But, uh, you know, it was all said and done, nine penalties for almost 100 yards, then that's pretty much the length of a football field there. How would you uh, classify those penalties? Obviously, physical mistakes are going to happen throughout the course of the game. Would you uh, characterize those as physical mistakes or um, more so lack of discipline mistakes? Yeah, I mean, really, we had that string there with the roughing the punter, then hands to the face, which negated a sack, and then DPI, all, all that came almost consecutively. So that's frustrating, obviously. Uh, are they physical mistakes? Yeah, they're physical. And, and that's part of playing football and trying to play fast. Um, uh, Tony understands that you can't run into the punter. Uh, you, you know, that was a, a mistake, um, but it's not for lack of effort. But, you know, we have to be better there. We can't, uh, we can't put ourselves in that position when we're about to get the ball. Um, so those happen uh, in football. Uh, we, gotta ha- we have to overcome them. And, you know, obviously one of the advantages with Deshaun is his mobility, his ability to extend plays, make plays with his feet and and things like that. And I think I asked you something along these lines last week, but I want to ask it uh, again. Does does his because you guys do so much pulling in the in the run game, does his style of play 
um, have you guys maybe thinking about how you guys run some of those schemes and games up front with the offensive line to help him out more and also at the same time marry them with with his style? Are you saying in the run game, Daryl? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a, you know an evolution of what we're trying to do. Uh, add some elements of, of things that Deshaun has done, things that fit him. Uh, but it's all within the framework of things that we've also done. So where, you know, you're pulling the guard and the tackle, we, we, you know, we've done that just not with the quarterback per se. So, uh, you know, you're not wholesale changing what you do. You're just trying to add a few different elements uh, to ultimately just try to put the defense in a bind. I think that's what you see from a lot of teams that are running similar schemes as you're trying to just, you know, make the defensive end, make a decision, make a off the ball linebacker, make a decision. Thank you, Daryl. Fred Greetham, go ahead. Hey, Kevin, um, you know, you talked about the struggles offensive line recently. Is Michael Dunn a, a, uh, an option to come back this week? And if so, is he or other, do you see any other moves on the offensive line that you could try? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure yet on, on Michael. I know he's, he's getting better, uh, spending some time uh, getting better in rehab. Uh, we'll look at all those type of things, uh, Jeff, uh, Fred, but with this being, you know, a short week, We'll see who we have available to us uh, as this week progresses. Thank you, Fred. Let's go back to Scott Thatcher. Hey, Kevin, it seemed like you went with a lot more three wides than the multiple tight ends yesterday. Is that because Deshaun is more comfortable in that forma those formations? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that, Scott. I think really each game, depending on what you're expecting from the defense, really dictates where we go with our personnel. And do you think that factored into the run game struggles at all that you went from the two tights of three wides? No, I, I don't think so. We've had uh, plenty of success running the ball out of three wides. Thanks. Thank you, Scott. Tony Grossi, go ahead. Kevin, just to follow up on the fourth down play, was Harrison Bryant supposed to be on that play? No, I mean, throughout the course of the game, you'll have guys that come on and come off for various reasons, but that him not being out there was not the, the cause of, of us not converting on that play. So both both those guys had repped that play. It wasn't like it was one guy over the other. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. Mary Kay, Kevin, back to you. Uh, yeah, Kevin, when, when it came time for Deshaun uh, to come back from his suspension, did you guys make the decision that no matter what, hands down, he was going to start the, uh, the final six games as long as he was healthy? And I'm just asking because – um, you know, heading into that Bengals game, were you super confident that he was the quarterback that was going to give you the best chance to win that football game? Yes. Yeah. I, you know, he's our starting quarterback, Mary Kay. Um, I, I'm encouraged with how he played yesterday. We He's uh, going to continue to get better, and I think we'll get continue to get better as an offense with him. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Mary Kay. Coach, looks like that's all the questions for today. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. That's Kevin Stefanski, Browns head coach. Press conference is brought to us by Nissan of North Olmsted and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. Shop online at bignissan.com. What's he going to say? I mean, I'm just listening to what he's saying. I mean, he's not – you're not going to get any answers. I thought the uh, the missed assignment or the wrong players on the field thing was, was an interesting question. You were talking about that. Dan talked about that in the break, about – you know, he didn't give. He kind of gave you an answer on that. Like, it doesn't really matter who the personnel on the field was; they still needed executed, depending on whether the right tight end was out there or not. So, I, I just, 
I, I, I just don't know what to expect out of him. I don't expect him to give us a lot of answers, though, in these press conferences, and I guess that's as the season has progressed, we're learning that. There have been times when he's had a chance to, you know, say good things about players, and he just kind of still – so he's consistent. He is who he is. I'm not going to get – I don't know. I listen to his press conferences, and I, sometimes I'm looking for, you know, like um, – Something and he, I'm looking shattering. for an Easter egg, and it, it's yeah. just not there. So, it's, you know, it is well, what it is. Very rarely do any NFL coaches say anything that's earth-shattering, Easter egg-like, as you want to call it. No, and if they story. are, it becomes like a mantra for them for forever. Right. Right? So. Right. I'm just not ready to uh, – I'm not ready to bail. I just think that, you know, Mary Kay asked a very poignant question. Folks sound like they're ready to run you out of town. By the way, the fourth and one, the play was she, she might right, have been yeah, right. Well, well, but but is that the type of thing? It just wasn't executed properly. That's okay. what happened on the play. It wasn't uh, executed properly. Okay, but I, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with this. The philosophy, the philosophy that goes into a gimmicky play on a fourth down and one when you're in field goal range and you have Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson. And you went with a gimmicky play that didn't involve either one of those guys. Two weeks ago, it wasn't a gimmicky play, though. That's what's funny about it. It wasn't. When he was your starting quarterback, that would not. It would have been like, okay, we're going for the end zone on this. Uh, That's all. If he was your starting quarterback, it would not have been a gimmicky play. I, it would I, have been no, a I would gutsy it, play I would to go on fourth be down because you've got a quarterback then who's phenomenal at quarterback sneaking, and you still have Nick Chubb. I'll buy it. I, I just again, if he makes the play. No one's questioning it today. They're saying, man, you know what? We just beat the Bengals. We're back in this thing, and we've got a coach that's willing to go for it. It's just all perspective. That's that's where we are with this thing. Mm. The problem, I, I just think the percentages, this is the problem I have with it. The percentages of doing that didn't, didn't come out on the right end. I, there were so many things that he could have done that he didn't do. Like, even if you fail with your $230 million quarterback – at least you tried that way. Or if something, you know, you don't get there, then all of a sudden you're giving credit to Cincinnati's defense that now suddenly knows how to stop the run uh, much better than they did on Halloween. And I say that because it was early in the game, right? Same kind of thing. So I, I, it's all perspective. If they win yesterday, I don't think the the heat – remember they won last week and the heat on Stefanski was much different. I mean, we had horrible – our offense was horrible last week against Houston. They got a six points. Jim is in Cleveland. Jim, we had to cut you off, I believe. For Go ahead, Stefanski. Jim. Wow. I, boy, is he arrogant. <laughs> he doesn't even take accountability for the for the fourth and one. And he didn't Tony, yesterday either. Same thing. Tony, Tony called him on it. Statistics don't, don't you know, verify. You know, it's obvious that it doesn't make any sense statistically. And he says, well, hey, that's what we're going to do. We're going to try and get points. It's not at the end of the game where, oh, my God, we need it. He's acting like we're um, Kansas City and, oh, yeah, we're score 30 points and it doesn't really matter and blah, 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 blah. He doesn't take any accountability. The reason we had all those penalties is because the team is undisciplined. That That's a coaching problem. I have so much to say. I know you guys want to take other calls. But I'll tell you what, for me – Back up the U-Haul. See you later because we can't do anything worse. Thanks. All right, Jim. Thank you very much. Yeah, we could have, we've been worse before in this spot, <laughs> right? Although we knew we were tanking at that point. We're all like we were just trying to cover up. We're like, oh, season's over. It's we're on four. Okay.
You with me on this? I mean, I'm not. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Yeah, I I get that. Israel's in Cleveland. Hey, Israel. Hey guys. Um, I just want to say we uh, Stefanski. I feel like um, you know his timing isn't really good. I feel like he has good plays. I feel like his timing is bad. You know, I feel like we have uh, a window here, especially this season, especially with the Deshaun suspension, that he could have coached at least one or two wins. Good coaches can coach you. You can coach a win. And I feel like he didn't get that done. I feel like he didn't put the ball in our best players' hands. I feel like he didn't uh, trust in the best players that we have, like Chubb. Like, you give the ball to Chubb, you give the ball to Njoku, and you you have to let them win the game. And I feel like the defense, he could have just said, we're going to do man man coverage and do a base defense and have our pass rushers attack the quarterback. And that's just what we're going to live and die by that. But I feel like he just gave the, the keys to everyone else. You're not alone. I've heard a lot of those phone calls today, especially about the defense and the scheme that we used yesterday. And, you know, they had one wide receiver, and we should have been able to, con- we should have well, been able to manage you, that yeah, better. Maybe you adjust a little, Andy. This guy's lighting you up. Yeah. Changing. And he's the guy that he was the only guy out there that you really should have been massively concerned about. Were you afraid of Joe Mixon, so you didn't want to, you know, take a little emphasis off of your run defense? I, I don't, I don't know. Those, I mean, their running backs made our defense look like Swiss cheese yesterday. They Israel? just cut right through them. All right, Israel, thank you. Appreciate that. I think we've hit the depressing part of Bronze Therapy Monday right now. Yeah, let's go to the uh, hometown of Don Shula. They know something about coaching. Grand River is where we find Josh. Hello, Josh. Hey, Josh. Good afternoon, guys. Hello. So, is, there, think, is there a I Shula statue, think, Josh? Is there a Shula statue there? I am not sure if we have a Shula statue over there in Grand River. Okay. I, be, I believe not. So okay. back to back to our Browns. I, I think Kevin Stefanski's way to get me back. Sometimes. Way to get me back on on target and on topic. Nice job, Josh. Go. <laughs> no, but so Kevin Stefanski and his play calling sometimes it's it's just miserable for me. Like. I've watched this year. There's been times where he's been good. There's been times where he's been bad. I think the man's overwhelmed, so he can't get his head in the game. He just needs to relinquish play calling, and we need to get an OC if we're going to keep him here in Cleveland because, like you say, I don't think it's time for him to go here in Cleveland. I think he needs help. That might be the case, Josh. I I just – I don't want change – and if I thought the coach was awful, I would want change. You know what I mean? Right. And, yeah, and yeah. I, I don't I don't think the coach is awful. In fact, I think he can become a really good NFL head coach. I like him. And that's why I don't want change. It's not because I, you know, I I want continuity. Continuity of, of mediocrity or worse is not good. But I think the guy yeah. I think the guy can be a really good NFL head coach. I think he has been at times. And I like what he's done with the offense. Help might be the way way to go, Josh. That's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm hanging in there just like everybody else. All right, appreciate <laughs> it, Josh. Thank you very much. Two one six five seven eight zero zero nine two is the number to join us. Chuck's in Lindhurst. Hello, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. I agree with you on uh, the changes, but uh, you know, one thing we they're telling us for sure is something we should all know how to say backwards in Chinese by now, and that's uh, what we've heard for 55 years. Wait till next year. I say get uh, Greg Williams back. He'll set a fire under some of them guys that don't want to earn their salary. Well, now that he would. Chuck. I like Greg Williams. So. Thank you very much. I can't. And this is our tough argument. 
Menigan is heavy. I know he gets so there. mad when they start bringing this up. But I love it. You know, he's I, so emotional about some of this. Stuff. What am I? What am I? You know how he we, needs to be part Coach Kevigan. Part we, no, Ke- don't do that yet. Okay. We've you know how we've all had thoughts about different things. Yeah. One of my favorite things that ever happened on our show was when Greg Williams took over, and everybody was talking about who the next coach was going to be, and I said, "Well, what if what if Greg wins?" Which he did. And everybody was like, no, blah, 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 no, you wouldn't hire Greg Williams. And then they went five and three under Greg Williams. He did have a lot of jobs. And he turned it around. And it was it was like moving in the right direction. And what happened? They didn't give him the job. Now, see? That's well football said. coaching well right said. there. <laughs> Speaking of football, can I say Honestly, one? Honestly, he did oh, a nice job here, Andy. I thought he was okay, too. I he liked great him. Stories. I loved his fire. Just ask him. Um. Can we send out a congratulations real quick here? Well, I guess so. Uh, just really quick. Tommy Eichenberg, second team All-American from St. Ignatius for Ohio State. Oh, there quick. you go. They announced the All-Americans today. Okay. Um, and as expected, Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver, first team All-American. So congratulations to him, too. Okay. Uh, there were a couple other Buckeyes in there, too. All right. Two I, just wanted, I, I just needed to say something nice, right? How about local kid? Does something no, that's, great. That's, well, I'm, I know. Like This whole day has been very negative. People are fired this up. This is today. a very therapy. People are fired up today. By the way, Eichenberg totally deserves that. Played great also. Oh, that's okay. dandy. Yeah. That's great. Dandy, Andy. You're welcome. Tyvis Powell works with you on the pregame show, works with me on the postgame show. He put something together yesterday that we're going to go public with in moments, and you're going to love it next on Baskin and Phelps. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You know that project you've been working on? Just chipping away at it, dreaming of the day you get to show it off? Then, when you're least expecting it, cancer. And finishing that project actually happens. I would know. I've been restoring this car for years, and today I'm giving it to my granddaughter. It's her 16th birthday and two years since my cancer diagnosis. Happy birthday, boo-boo. You keep making plans. Visit OhioHealth.com slash keep making plans to learn more.